house. No, the right no, house. I didn't get we want to talk to Marilyn Hack. I'm from Canada water. I just think we wanted to be a part of like the lifestyle, the lifestyle that everybody kind of wants. Hey, I can be the answer. I'm ready to dance when the vampire. Paris Hilton's hosting a party in Vegas tonight. Where does she live? Do you think we could find a way in? I, I don't know. Come on, let's go to Paris's. I want to rob. Hello and welcome to the This Had Oscar Buzz podcast, the only podcast that follows Cher on TikTok, but only for the Marshmallow Kebab content. Every week on This Had Oscar Buzz, we'll be talking about a different movie that once upon a time had lofty Academy Award aspirations, but for some reason or another, it all went wrong. The Oscar hopes died, and we are here to perform the autopsy. I'm your host, Chris File, and I'm here, as always, with that young sis, the beacon, Joe Reed. Hi, Chris. This is Joe Reed calling. I'm just calling to let you know that I'm very disappointed in your podcast and all of the things that you said about me, including the fact that I had, what did she say, six-inch Louboutin heels with my tweed skirt when I was really wearing four-inch kitten heels. What a great moment in life. What a great moment in our culture. Great moment in cinema. Who's going to do that on the Drag Race spoken word next season? The whole Alexis Nyers (laughs) voicemail. <laughs> Who would do that really well? I'm very excited for that. Next All Stars. Um, Alexis Nyers, Drag Race guest judge. Have you seen the cast list? No spoilers. Have you guys seen the cast list for the new All Stars that's like filming now or whatever? The new Drag Race All Stars? No. It's... Am I allowed to speak? Yes, speak. George, please speak. Hi. We'll introduce uh, you soon. I, I, yes, George Severus is back. And, and I just want to say to both of you, your butt looks awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Yes, we're here. Um, to talk I have not about seen the, the cast list. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. We, I do not want to be the podcast that holds our guests hostage and makes them sit in uh, tortured silence while we do bits and comedy and whatnot. M- makes me sit in my cell that's close to Lindsay Lohan and hear her, hear her cry. <laughs> she did get to keep her extensions though, so uh, yeah. thank God for that. You just see Emma Watson slash Alexis Nyers with like a Looney Tunes drill into the wall of a prison cell yeah. so she can put her ear against it to listen to Lindsay. I never, okay, this is probably getting the cart before the horse. I never watched that E! show Pretty Wild, so like I, I never either. knew what this whole thing was about beyond the vaguest notions of like there was a, a like burglaring ring in L.A. for a while there. But like me not being in L.A., me not watching that show, Twitter not existing at that time, I had very little notion of what this was. I also... I... Don't I don't think I knew about this before the movie. Is that crazy? Or, or maybe I had. I, it's one of those things like I probably read about on Perez Hilton and then forgot. It's like in the kind yeah. of cacophony of celebrity stories. Like because I was reading that kind of stuff. My favorite source was this short-lived website called OMG.yahoo.com, which had <laughs> um, 
aggregated celebrity content from around the web. Yeah. Uh, but that aggregated celebrity content from around the web was a real boom period during that like early aughts time. Everything yep. was a and yet, and guess what? It still is, celebrity. babe. I do it every day. <laughs> <laughs> but I also, and we can talk about this more later, but this was recently in my life again because when Z-Way was doing her Instagram show, one of the people she interviewed was Alexis Nyers. And honestly, I had, because fr- I had never watched Pretty Wild. And then because of that, I went back and did the research and like watched the clips and watched her. She's done a lot of kind of like every few years she comes back and tells her story. Um, yes. In an honestly, generally very uh, compelling way. And I kind of like her a lot that. as a as a figure. Well, I mean, the movie probably goes a little harder on her and kind of like makes Alexis Nyers more of a construct than Alexis Nyers as she like is now. Yeah. Yeah. But like, I hadn't seen the Pretty Wild clips. Oh, well, I've seen clips, but I never watched the actual show. But I feel like I only even saw clips in relation to, oh, this movie's coming out. Like, that's when I first started seeing the clips. I was friends at that time with... It felt like a lot of people who were very into, like, New York magazine culture, which is not to say New York magazine. Uh, sure, But, sure, like, sure. you know, uh, uh, Gotham, uh, I guess, magazine culture, right? <laughs> and this, that article seemed to loom large for a lot of people, that Nancy Jo Sales article, sort yeah. of. But, uh, yeah. It was the grifter, God, what's the... Oh, oh the hipster. God, well, uh, no, Anna Delvey was Anna, the hipster. Anna Delvey, thank right? you. It was like the Anna Delvey article of its time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, we should properly introduce Yes. George. Oh. <laughs> uh, listeners, he's back once again talking Sofia Coppola. Yes. With us. Uh, George Severus is here. We love a guest with a lane, I will say. It's an honor and a pleasure. I will say I am so happy to be talking about this film. However, when... Chris or Joe, I can't remember. No, it was when Chris asked me what movie I would want to do. I My first thought was a Miranda July movie. And then Chris was like, Joe will be so pissed about that. <laughs> I wouldn't be pissed. I just wouldn't be nice about it. I would yeah, just yeah, be, yeah, yeah. I would. And, uh, but, but I but I do actually love, have, like, I love being the Sofia Coppola person, even though <laughs> I believe um, Gina Rodriguez should have been nominated for Best Supporting Actress for whatever that movie was called. Kajillionaire. Oh, okay, okay, so have to guess see. who I have a lane. Our regular yeah. guests who have a lane, now it's you have Sofia Coppola. Mm-hmm. Uh, Katie um, has, like, indistinguishable white twinks. Uh, Plus, she's also around around Thanksgiving time. Thanksgiving. I feel like she has sort of a, of a seasonal vibe. And Christina her. Tucker has Westchester. That's true. Wow. We keep getting Christina on to talk about movies uh, related to Westchester. So. Have you okay. guys done The Beguiled? I forget. We no, have not. We have. So, okay. uh, well, so I'm ready. always happy to come on and 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 say, Edwina, get the anatomy book. <laughs> uh, it is off the books for anybody else who would want to do that movie. But okay, so this is one of the times where we threw it out to a guest to do this movie versus letting a guest choose. And this is probably a joke that's only funny to me, but it is episode. You were so set on it. Yeah. So I said, well, we have to do the bling for 212 I love it. it's also such a perfect movie i like 
I feel like, uh, as as cliche as it sounds, you we, you never tire of relitigating. We, I never tire of relitigating mid aughts culture, even when it seems yes. like there's nothing more to say. It, it yes, and that is Scott speaking of boom eras in our culture, like relitigating the aughts, relitigating late nineties tabloid culture, or whatever is uh, hot, hot, hot right now in the culture. So um, the funny thing about the Azalea Banks song is, though, pretty obviously right there in the title is it's not a song about L.A. It's not an L.A. song. And this is the L.A.est movie ever. Right. So and, the, and there are a lot of very L.A. movies. But so it's so funny that this song that that song is so synonymous with this movie about L.A. Also, all of the music in this, actually, though, I was gonna say. where it's like. Sleigh bells. The second that sleigh bell song comes on, I'm in 2013 again. But it's like <laughs> Frank Ocean, uh, all the lights, like A all of this specific Kanye West era. That's what yes. I mean. Yeah, yeah, that very specific moment for Kanye. Um, obviously, Azalea Banks. Like it was, and Sofia Coppola loves to be very you know, choosy with her music. She is very, uh, you know, very much a curator in her movies with her music. This feels like the most finger on the pulse of the moment music in any of her movies. Yeah. I, f- I mean, last time I was here, we were talking about somewhere and that, that, that mm-hmm. is on the pulse, but in a very different way and like an indie way. And this mm-hmm. is really like, yeah, this is what's on the radio. I mean, I guess, I don't know if Sleigh... No, but Sleigh Bells was big. Yeah, it's really... It's, like, yeah. elevated pop, kind of. Well, at that... I mean, you say on the radio, which is so funny, because, like, what's a radio? But, like, right. at that moment, the songs that were sort of in, you know, in the ether all around you, the way that it would be during, like, radio days, were the things that were popping on TV shows and not even necessarily movies, but, like, trailers for movies. And, mm-hmm. you know like apple ads and stuff like that so that i was so shocked there was not a ting ting song in this movie <laughs> i'm saying i'm saying at but what i point... do think that goes to show you how good of an eye she has because sleigh bells is the right choice and ting tings is not the right choice Ooh, that's right. true film. well and like even something like 212 has been in a million movies since but it was Unless just I'm in wrong. Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. And I was just like, what year well, am I existing? You know why it was in Bodies, Bodies, Bodies? Is why? because Rachel Sennett originally did that viral video where she's like, "Come on, it's this LA. is every movie in a, set in LA. And it's 212 and then it's her dancing and she goes, don't have an eating disorder? Get one, bitch. Come on, it's LA. What? <laughs> it's LA. I'm addicted to drugs. We all are. If you don't have an eating disorder, get one, bitch. <laughs> and she, like, does all these lines. And so then I noticed that they put it in the movie, and I was like, well, I, I'm sure it's fine for me to say this, but I was like, oh, my God, it's so funny that they literally, you, like, lived out your fantasy. She's like, yeah, I asked for that song. <laughs> <laughs> I She's so funny in that movie. I I mean, I, she's a standout. Yes. I'm, like, mixed positive on that movie in general, but, like, she's such a star in that It's thing. just all about her. Yeah. I, and, I mean, it's yeah. That back to back with Shiva Baby, I'm like, well, two for two. Like, let's keep going. Let's keep this train going. <laughs> She's incredible. I also was like, oh, the other thing she told me was that the line about, um, God, I hope I get this right, but there's a line where she's like, 
I don't tell a lot of people this, but I have body dysmorphia. Apparently, that was improvised, which I think is genius. Like, it's just like... The line about he's a Libra moon, and I think that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I won't soon be forgetting that one. Like I that mean, was... so many of her jokes, I thought, felt like they weren't written as laugh lines, and yet she made them all the funniest thing in the movie. Yeah, yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah. fantastic. Can't wait to see her in the new HBO show. Mixed feelings about the creative team, but... <laughs> Wait, what's the new... Is that the show with the... No, it's just like the Sam Levinson... The, the weekend, weekend show? show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes, Which I'm that... a weekend fan, mu- music-wise. Sure, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, 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 the Lily Rose Depp of it all is... Uh, but no, I will follow Rachel moment. to the depths of... Uh, to the depths of A24. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Uh, speaking of A24, we're talking yeah. about a movie that is from the first year of, like, A24. I mean, I feel like this movie, we're talking about one that's kind of, like, ahead of its time in terms of, like, how it would be received. I'd kind of forgotten how not positively this movie was kind of, was ultimately yeah. received and, like, the way people kind of looked down their nose at it. Um, it was definitely a mixed reaction. Like there were there were positives and there were real negatives. Yeah. This is gonna make me sound like uh, uh, I'm uh, aging myself in some way, but like this movie wasn't didn't really even connect with young people in a way that it would now, right. just by the nature even of it being an A twenty four movie, um, and that people would probably get excited for it now, being yeah. the exact movie that it is. Um, yeah, but we it's so, it's so much funny. like so, yeah. much like Marie Antoinette. It's like they came out truly like a year and a half too early. It's like if they yeah. had just waited yeah. out for the for the internet. I mean, not a year and a half in the case of Marie Antoinette, but like those. Can, can you imagine how the A twenty four team would market each of those two movies now if they came out? I mean, are you kidding me? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, um, and I think in terms of talking about Sofia Coppola's career. It's a really connected string of movies in terms of what their reception would be and, like, the kind of side-eyed glances that people would give them. Mm -hmm. Because, like, it starts with Marie Antoinette, which definitely has its fans. It wins the Oscar for costume design, but it was, like, one of the notoriously booed movies at Cannes, and that kind of tainted it a little bit. I think a part of the big... Marie Antoinette fandom that exists now is it was seen as this underdog, right? A lot of that fandom yeah. sprang up from we've got to defend this movie from these people who are being sexist about it, who are not appreciating Kirsten Dunst the way she should be appreciated, uh, the booing at Cannes, the, uh, you know, whatever tepid reviews there were in the United States. And I think a lot of the Marie Antoinette people are very like, you know, got your back up about, about that movie. Mm -hmm. And then somewhere is next, which we've talked about. Um, We all, I think are in agreement that it's our favorite Sophia Coppola. Did we say in that time? It's mine. It's 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 definitely mine. Oh, interesting. I mean, I hate to be a complete cliche, but unfortunately (laughs) I was so, when I first watched last in translation, I was so young and it was very much like an indie film. Like I really just was like, and I haven't watched it in honestly almost a decade at this point. But if you were to tell me, gun to my head, what my favorite one is, it might be that just because I have such strong positive. That's my very yeah, close second. Yeah. 
Yeah. That's my very close second. And I, for a while there, I went back and forth with that. And I think when we did somewhere for this podcast last, last year, year and a half, oh. two years ago, who knows? Um, I, I was in, in pandemic mode. I know that. Uh, yeah. I've gotten the eternal sunshine surgery since then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I think seeing it again for that podcast really solidified it for me as being my favorite. But it was funny Same. because watching Bling Ring, I was, as I'm watching it, I'm like, I like this movie a lot. It might be my least favorite Sofia Coppola movie. And then I'm like, well, maybe The Beguiled. And then I'm like, oh, but well, On the Rocks. And I just had that right. sad realization like that like, rocks. oh, my le- three least favorite Sofia Coppola movies are her three most recent movies. And like, that's yeah. maybe not great. But That's interesting. I, I also still think the batting average is oh, very high. Very good. Yeah. Definitely. I don't dislike any of her movies, even like... On the rocks, I came the closest, maybe. But, like, I don't dislike... I like that movie quite a bit. I enjoyed it. Um, But even in terms of the trajectory, even somewhere, she wins the Golden Lion at Venice, but everybody is immediately like, oh, well, Quentin Tarantino was the president of that jury. They used to date. People looked askance at it. And, like, I think on that episode, we talk about a lot of the reasons why they shouldn't. But then when this movie comes out, she goes back to Cannes. She opens the Uncertain Regard section, which is not the main competition. And immediately it has this, like, taint on the movie. Like, she has been demoted. Yeah. And, like, she... That this movie is somehow lesser and it's with this new distributor that would turn out to be you know the real conversation starter that they became and i i think i mean i don't i wouldn't go so far as to say this movie needs a reassessment because much like most sofia coppola movies this one does have its fans but i was still really taken aback when i saw i think this is probably her worst reviewed movie it was on the rocks. I, on the rocks, I think was received better than this. I mean, granted, maybe in a non-pandemic time, yeah. it wouldn't be right. Let me but, look it up on. Uh, it's on also Lord like TV. if if she need if she's at a place where she needs a win, so to speak, which I know is unfair because she's doing fine. Yeah, but yeah. like you're, for for this to be the win with like the girl from Harry Potter and like all unknowns and a t- subject matter that is less quote unquote serious than you know, some of her previous work. It's just like, yeah. it really needs to be a home run for this to be her big comeback. Yeah. Marie Antoinette is her lowest uh, rated on that's Rotten right. Tomatoes. That it's the only so one. It's the wild. only one that's listed rotten. It's at 57% bling ring. Is wow. it 60 on the rocks? 87% on that old what? tomato meter, which does I mean, not do think- track with what I noticed in the culture it also just shows you how bullshit rotten tomatoes like it really is just like it's also so of its time like marie antoinette came during a peak of like women shouldn't speak (laughs) (laughs) and then on the rocks was like you know there was an appetite for i don't know like anything anything anything. that felt like it was from a major filmmaker yeah like there's also probably 10 times as many people on rotten tomatoes kind of leveling up the average although you would think that would mean that it would drive things towards the middle more like more people rarely true though because now like a movie that's like 
considered to receive mixed reviews gets like 75 totally <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well i think that's more of just like that's the rotten tomatoes mission statement they want to be they yeah. want to play nice with the studios and so a you know a, a juiced up rating no pun intended um gets them on you know advertisements and movie posters and you know trailers and tv spots and whatnot so yeah so much of the reception though i think of this movie has a lot to do with subject matter and a certain like echelon of critic not taking it seriously even though i think the movie does take it really seriously and i would probably say it's the only sofia coppola movie with a dark ending uh i mean maybe the beguiled but the, the final note that this movie ends on is not typical of Sofia Coppola to the point where she's like, it really feels like she's questioning where the culture is moving in a way that you think people would have taken more seriously. But I do think the like Emma Watson of it all, and we'll definitely talk about her performance. Plus, you know, the shifting uh, perspective on Sofia Coppola's work yeah really led to this movie being unfairly received it was at the time sort of her least cool movie in terms of aesthetics in terms of there was this sort of stylishly removed vibe for for a lot of her things and this one felt um i don't know a little more like self-consciously trashy but trashy nonetheless well she also kind of went to pop like we were talking about before like yeah. it's not as there's less indie cred in this movie when it's mm-hmm. again starring like hermione from harry potter with a soundtrack that's like kind you know that's like yeah. pop songs like it simply yeah. is not as cool as somewhere where yeah. it's right. like right silent vistas with you know too much happens was. in this movie i don't mean yes. too much as in like but like too much happens in this movie for it to be sort of received with the same kind of, you know, aesthetic approval as her other movies. Like this has more plot than her previous three or four movies. She, this is, this was her fifth, right? Virgin suicides, lost in translation, Marie Antoinette somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so much is going on. I don't know. There's just so much, there's, there's so many more scenes. I feel like in this, in like 89 minutes. Yeah. 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 Let's do the Should plot, we get though, into so the plot can... description? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's do that. Yeah. All right. So, listeners, before we get too uh, deep into the movie, we are here to talk about The Bling Ring, written and directed by the one and only Sofia Coppola, based on a Vanity Fair article by Nancy Jo Sales. The movie stars Emma Watson, Ian Broussard, Katie Chang, Thaisa Farmiga, Claire Julian, Carlos Miranda, Gavin Rossdale, and Leslie Mann. It premiered in the Uncertain Regards section of Cannes and then opened limited in the united states on june 14th 2013 mr george severus are you ready to as our guest give the 60 second plot description i'm ready let's do it all right your 60 second plot description for the bling ring starts now 
Mark Hall arrives as a new student at Indian Hills High School and becomes friends with Rebecca Ott. She asks him if he knows anyone who is out of town and they go to the person's house and they steal money, which they use to go on a shopping spree. Rebecca is obsessed with celebrities and asks Mark to look up where they live and they start robbing them, including Orlando Bloom, Megan Fox, Adriana Patrick, and Rachel Bilson. Meanwhile, Nikki and Sam live with Nikki's mom who homeschools them using the secret and they start getting involved in the robberies as well. Security footage of the Adriana ro- robbery appears on the news, but nothing happens. So Rebecca becomes even more confident and is dead set on robbing the house of her idol, Lindsay Lohan. Eventually, media coverage of the Hollywood Hills burglaries intensifies. The LAPD identifies all of them, and they are arrested. They're all found guilty, and they get sentences ranging from one to four years in prison. Nikki ends up in the same jail block as Lindsay Lohan and reveals that she was in touch with Lindsay's managers to tell her who it was that robbed her house. When asked for more information by an interviewer at the end, she looks into the camera and promotes her blog where you can read all about it. And with a few seconds to spare, that is it. I mean, I missed... It was, you know, there's some stuff that I, I wish I could have gotten more Leslie Mann in there. But <laughs> Leslie Mann playing one of the great sort of stereotypical permissive yeah. moms. Like I was trying to think about that. Like, what are the what's like the the Hall of Fame of cinematic permissive moms? I kept thinking of like Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. I mean, a very yeah. recent one that. Was I don't know if you guys saw Sharp Sick, but Jennifer Jason yes. Lee is like really does. I thought hit, of her too. Yeah, like yes. really does that yeah. in Sharp Stick. It feels like we in the last sort of ten years. It feels like the generation with sort of uh, notoriously permissive moms have uh, have really come of age and are now telling yeah. their stories. I guess. So, well, yeah. I think Leslie Mann is so interesting and unexpected, but also really funny. as this permissive mom is that she's not the permissive mom who is just like a bad mom or you know trying to be cool with her kids she is teaching her kids the secret so she's not a earnest and serious with them (laughs) yeah sure yes i I mean angelina the angelina jolie uh vision board (laughs) really an incredible moment the thing about the angelina jolie vision board though is from a 2022 perspective i look at that and i'm like no honestly girls like take this more seriously like there are qualities in angelina jolie that you should emulate and you're not picking out the right ones and you're doing this wrong and she's a great humanitarian right and she's raised her children in very difficult circumstances so let's maybe give her some credit other than her beauty well, that's the kind of ambiguity of the movie in general, where it's like, and I actually think it works. Sophia Coppola isn't necessarily making fun of, I mean, she is just to, to an extent, but it's not cruel yeah. towards Leslie Mann. It's like, I do think you see someone that like is doing her best based on her extremely flawed, uh, you know, priorities. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but then when yeah, yeah. like her daughter gives this speech to TMZ or whoever, she's like standing in the back, nodding like, "Yes, my daughter just yeah. spoke from her heart and was just, you know." I mean, it's a mess. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's not like she's it, it, she's a, more of a misguided person than someone who like has no priorities beyond herself. Right. right, right. Which is I mean, what I, I think, think we usually yeah. see in that. Yeah. yeah, and th- there is also the very like commendable part of her life that's like that she took in this other girl whose whose sure. mom couldn't raise her and is and is ra- you know actually very similar to uh, Sharp Stick in that way where there is this like uh, you know matriarchal right uh, yeah. right family. blended family yeah. taking in wayward 
whatever. And honestly, like, especially in 2013, like, taking in Thaisa Farmiga is asking for trouble because she's either going to be in a coven of some sort or, <laughs> like, some terrible thing is following her around. Like, you never know when Ryan Murphy is going to come a Colin, and it's... It's fraught. You can so easily imagine the Ryan Murphy version of this exact movie. Oh, yeah. And being terrible. I mean, I think you can imagine a lot of other people's version of this movie, and it's not... I mean, I don't know. I think Sofia Coppola has a really interesting way of approaching young people in her movies that is empathetic, but still very interested in like their shortcomings in a way that's like mm. not yeah because you think of like marie antoinette you think of the virgin suicides like even the virgin suicides which is like kind of condemning that whole group of boys it's still trying to understand their whole like worldview right and i think this movie does the yeah. same thing in a way that like some of the people who were dismissive of it couldn't really see what she was actually doing. Yeah. Well, I also think Sophia... Sorry, go ahead. I was just going to say, I I will be fairly brief about this. Um, At the time, I remember reading an article about the Bling Ring and also Spring Breakers together, but, like, mostly it was about the Bling Ring. It was Emily Yoshida in Grantland who, like, kind of tore this movie up and, while doing so, sort of, like, laid bare this grand unified theory of Sofia Coppola as this sort of privileged woman who through the bling ring was sort of letting her kind of sneering POV at these middle-class people who were trying to literally break into upper, you know, celebrity culture or whatever. And that Sophia, from her point of view, as somebody who had been making movies sort of exclusively sympathizing with rich, disaffected, you know, literally like in their, you know, hotel room, you know, culture, that it was not a particularly kind movie or humanistic i think was the was the term she used and in comparison harmony kareen with spring breakers was like trashier but ultimately more humane with his viewpoint on those girls in that movie and i didn't really care for spring breakers so i always remember sort of like bristling bristling a little bit with that take, but I've never been able to put fully put it out of my mind. And it's been, it's an interesting sort of pushback against this movie specifically, the bling ring, mm-hmm. but also sort of the whole Sophia Coppola thing. I, I recognize a lot of truth in that while still being like, there is a ton of value I find from the Sophia Coppola movies and just yeah. a ton of enjoyment in general. I love Emily Ushida, and I think part of the reason why that's sticking in your mind is she's such a great writer. Oh, she's a fantastic writer. Um, I don't think I agree with that point of view, because I do actually think... I I don't think that Coppola's hand-holding you through this in this movie, but I do actually think that she's viewing these kids as part of a system and as like cogs in the wheel of a certain type of celebrity culture that wants them to obsess over these people in this like kind of dehumanizing way in a way that ultimately dehumanizes them as well. Um, In a way that I think is the opposite of spring breakers, even though I do like spring breakers. Um, 
Yeah, so I I mean, again, I don't think she handholds you, but I do think there's a lot more going on there than her, yeah. you know, picking fun at these middle class girls. Mm-hmm. I did interrupt you, George, though. What were you going no, to say? No, no. Uh, I I mean, this is kind of related. I what I was going to say is in terms of the ways that she approaches teenagers and young adults. I think something I appreciate is that she kind of lets them lets them be naturally what they are, which is slightly dumb, like just like mm-hmm. they have not grown up yet. Like, yeah, th- yeah. that's just a fact. Like, it's the same with Marie Antoinette. Who, you know, it's the same with all these young people. And she neither makes it exactly the butt of the joke, even though sometimes it is, nor does she make like she never makes anyone overly precocious, I guess is what I'm trying to say, which sure. I actually really appreciate. It's like she she there's a certain realism that comes with even just like the dialogue of how these kids speak, even yeah. when the the one boy in the group is like trying to make some grand point about the culture and he's kind of like yeah it's like people are obsessed with this kind of lifestyle and you can tell he wants to be profound but like he doesn't have the vocabulary he like, he's he dropped he named drops Bonnie yeah. and Clyde which like is totally not applicable to <laughs> their whole situation yeah. yeah yeah and i actually in that moment i remember being like wait so what point is she trying to make and then i realized actually it is intentionally like this guy just has not even conceptualized what's happened what they've done or or what it means or anything and maybe it doesn't mean anything they're all these like half-formed people exactly exactly playing at this business of celebrity and the celebrities Mm -hmm. that they idolize are also Mm -hmm. kind of half-formed people if you're idolizing like Audrina Patridge and whatever you know what I mean like Audrina Patridge hasn't come into some kind of self-possessed knowing vision of you know the celebrity she wants to be like she stumbled ass backwards into that as much as anybody else Mm -hmm. did so even the clips of her that they use like they could have easily used damning clips where they they seem so vapid or something but no it's like a clip of her trying to think of restaurants she likes going to and then it's talking about ledoux like it's the most boring like basic it's just it's Right, it's not, it's not a gotcha. I mean, there's a banality. Like, it's like, it's well, not, it's, that's the yeah. thing with, like, a lot of this is that, yes, it's about celebrity, but it's much more complicated. It's much more 2007 than that. Like, it's right. not yes. about celebrity. It's where the, way the culture ce- is directing itself and, like, what machine is fueling that. I'm glad you actually bring up that Adrena Patrick interview footage that's in the movie because it's, like, the idea, uh, I think or the concept that a lot of people come to this is that she is vapid, but really like, I think the subtle ways that Sofia Coppola is showing it is like, yes, it's them interviewing her about like, where she likes to go to eat. Exactly. Like the the system, the questions (laughs) that she is asked are themselves fucking stupid. I mean, it is truly like she is in front of a spotlight and cameras (laughs) and a microphone. Yeah. And what and the task at hand is saying where she likes eating. Like, yeah, like it really, like it is kind of genius. (laughs) Although I will say, as somebody who watched almost all of the hills, like Audrina Patridge is (laughs) definitely vacuous. So, like, that's. (laughs) I think the other thing, and like maybe it's easier to see this about this movie now because we're even more removed from the specific time that it's depicting, Mm -hmm. is that these kids are all filtering like we've just said, they themselves are these half-formed people obsessing over these other half-formed 
type of people. But it's also an inc- they're processing all of that at an incredibly cruel time yeah. for celebrity culture, and especially people like the Audrina Patridges, like the Paris Hiltons, were like, say what you want about any of them as people, but they were also treated incredibly cruelly in a way that, like, that was forming these kids' brains, too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. as they're obsessing over their mansions and their Louboutins, they're also being essentially educated to dehumanize them at the same time. That whole aughts era of celebrities, and you you see still see echoes of it now in people who are in their 30s and sort of the the celebrities that they kind of grew up if not idolizing because it's not quite idolizing i can't the the way that people feel about lindsay lohan it's it's not like hero worship it's like defense it's like being like i feel like every that whole era of Paris and Lindsay and Britney especially and Kim Kardashian and all of these sort of women who people now have this like decades long relationship with defending and with like justice for X is like the like, you know, rallying cry. Right. And it's all of these celebrities who were put through the media ringer machine and put through this sort of publicity crunch. And so you emerge from it, not necessarily like a lot of people will be like, Lindsay Lohan had some bangers and it's like, sure, but it's mostly that you were on team Lindsay and you were in the business of defending Lindsay Lohan. And so there's this sense of this whole celebrity culture who you know about and obsess over and you know have a ton of opinions on but you don't necessarily and people are going to yell at me about this but like you don't necessarily really respect them and i think that's when you can have these people who are like i love paris let's go rob her house you know what i mean Mm -hmm. right yeah well i i yes i think that it's interesting when people talk about like as we're doing now, what a bad time this was for celebrity culture, as though this current time is so much better, or as though we haven't just, like, invented new ways of, like, not just kind of treating celebrities poorly, but literally it being, like, a free-for-all, where if any... I mean, not to get... Not to talk about cancel culture, because that's not what I am here to talk about. But, like, the idea that current internet dynamics, let's say, writ large, are better or healthier or more pro-social than they were in 2007. It's just, like, such a... No, it it feels like everything about the culture of, of 20 years ago is coming back, including this type of uh cruel... Like, you know... Imagine we've talked about Demois culture before, yes. but it's yeah. like it it also explains like why people probably couldn't, you know, see this movie for what it was attempting to do at the time, because imagine someone making a Demois movie right now. Like Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. I also yeah. I mean it's funny because also maybe we're nicer to celebrities now, but we're meaner to normal people. <laughs> like there's something where it's like, well, yeah. every article is literally like, you know, Jessica Simpson claps back at the haters, and then every Instagram comment is like "die bitch" to some yeah, like, random yes. woman in Arkansas. <laughs> yes. Like yes. it's so funny. Um, but yes. but to your point, Joe, about how like this kind of reactive 
Yas queening of these women is almost like the other side of the same coin where it's almost as dehumanizing yeah. mm-hmm. because I've you are essentially that. like, yeah. I mean, I thought about this and whatever. I hope <laughs> I'll just say it, but I've, I've always felt this way with like that podcast that started the free Britney movement, which was about her Instagram. Yeah. Like you cannot convince me that going through her Instagram and pretending it's some joyous thing is not inherently rooted in you base it mocking her like yeah. i'm so, there's no way I've always thought what you way. are doing is not mocking her just like with a veil over it and it's yeah. a, and it, in some ways or some not to you know go too far in the other direction and say that's even worse because maybe it's not even worse but it's it's kind of it's more dishonest i'll say that like it's definitely yeah. more dishonest to pretend that you are celebrating britney spears by literally pointing to videos where she clearly does not look like she's doing well and being like she is yeah. so kooky that is way more dishonest than perez hilton like you know Microsoft circling her literally her like body. circling her underwear in a picture and something. then behaving like weird QAnon freaks who are like I mean, that, read between yeah, the lines completely. like she's you gotta you gotta read the words that she's not saying in her you know yeah. whatever and it's just like i don't know that's a whole other uh, yeah i mean you can't and no, then also, know, and right. then I'm sorry, that being little... endorsed by the New York Times, like that's really the cherry on top where it's like, and now there's a New York Times documentary where they are portrayed as heroes. by the New York Times. That was bad and not Insane. so well. Um, yeah. Anyway, Brittany, Brittany is a very complex figure in this and that I do think that there are some genuine, like, real support britney people out there type of thing but like broadly i totally agree with this and like it's one of my things about the real housewives is like i do think it's baked into 100 appreciation yeah. for the housewives but like the housewives is like the champagne version of that it's no yeah. coward doing that it's not like you know yeah Perez at least with the housewives at least so so i tell myself <laughs> these are adult women with a lot of insulation socially and monetarily and whatnot who have you know signed up for whatever they signed up for but it's also by now a completely different machine well but also and but the other as i argue with myself like do you ever really willingly sign up for all of what you end up getting until like can you can you ever be fully prepared for what that all is until you're in it like probably not can't imagine like what was the thing today poor garcelle Beauvais' like teenage son is getting bombarded with instagram racism or whatever and jesus Christ. because of like housewives shit it's just it's so bad it's i don't know anyway if we've lost any listeners with this <laughs> talk this is what sofia coppola was trying to say yeah, right, yeah exactly. we have lost you as a listener you are no better than uh, I don't know Rex Reed for not liking this movie. <laughs> can we can we talk about Emma Watson though in this movie because you guys go first. What a unicorn of a performance this is, and like I feel like we're all going to have a very different response. Maybe the thing about I've always felt a little bit. I mean, talk about like riding to the defense of celebrities or whatever. I've always felt a little bit bad that Emma Watson has become sort of known for being a terrible actress, right? Like, everybody just sort of has decided that that is her identity. She was the one person in Little Women that everybody was like, except for Emma Watson. And um, 
you know, obviously, like, you know, Harry Potter is, of all the rabbit holes we've gone down in this one so far, we're not doing the Harry Potter thing. But, like, I think she's tremendous in this movie. I think... the exact word I was going to use. I think she's taps into a real, real specific version of this character that, like, you can absolutely tell she watched a lot of Alexis Nyers videos. Like, some people are like, I didn't want to go to any primary source stuff. I wanted to avoid that as much as possible. It's a performance that absolutely walks up to the line of being too much. And this is a movie that I think can accommodate that. So it works for me. And every line reading, I think, is incredibly funny. And So funny. I think she's incredibly shrewdly cast because it's one of those things where I think a director recognizes the limitations of a performer and puts them in exactly the type of framework where they're going to be genius. Um, because, like, I do think that, like, her limitations as a performer are not, they are a feature, not a bug of this performance. And, yeah, I, I, I mean, like, I think it's kind of a feat of casting along with being a very, very funny performance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> flip that coin, George, flip that coin. No, Talk I mean, I, I don't want to. I, I'm not like I, you know, I'm, I, I'm not prepared to be like. Actually, she's terrible. Like, I, of course, I understand everything everyone's saying. Like, sure, there sure, are sure. line readings that are funny, and it's like it's a fun performance. All of this, I, the way that I just saw the effort in every choice, like I, that's kind of sure. how I felt. Was that in sure. every line, in every look, in every movement, it's like this has been studied and practiced, and and it's. I mean, this is such an unfair accusation, but it's just like it did not seem natural at all. Like it seemed like a British actress and not (laughs) I'm not even talking about the accent. Like it seemed like a British actress that had just come out of Harry Potter who was like, and now get this. I'm going to feel though. I'm going to use the word awesome. Not not to be like because the easiest answer to criticism is always like she meant to do that. But like, do you not feel like that does play into that character that kind of affected so studied media presentation i I, I think that watching the movie now i am really able to appreciate it as a whole and i i agree like yes watching it now i kind of just see it all i i like appreciate it all for what it is and i'm able to appreciate Mm -hmm. that however i'm sorry but like as someone who watched the circle in theaters in an empty theater (laughs) in portland oregon like it's, you're going to have a hard time convincing me she's making a lot of intentional choices. That, that is, are like, no, I mean, like, that is I, ultimately on you, George. Seeing yeah, that, 100%. <laughs> I absolutely no could not agree with you more about the amount of effort that is going into this performance. Yeah. And you're like, just saying it pays think, off. Yeah, I think it fully pays off. I think yeah. it actually, like, it, I don't want to be one of those people that be, that's like, I think that's the point. Like, you know, the, of course, of course. And I, yeah. I think I'm say, not a hundred percent convinced. I would yeah. say like you, you, I'm like 70% convinced with everything you get like that. You know, it's like, <laughs> I'm, I want to be there. And, and ultimately like I had fun, but there was, and I know this is such a, 
I think it's so so unimaginative to be like, well, what if it was someone who plays these characters all the time? But like, I did find myself thinking, like, if this was Emma Roberts, I would be laughing my ass off. Sure. <laughs> but I also feel like with Emma Roberts, you're not wrong about that. And I've like, sh- she's given performances. Yes. Like that, like Emma Roberts on Scream Queens is genuinely it's incredible. fantastic. Yeah. So underappreciated. Like people did not. I don't know. People didn't recognize. Um, I do think there's an element of Emma Watson just being in this role, doing what she has to do, that contributes to the perception. Well, that's of, the thing. I was, yeah. This is make. This is like rubbing these people's nose in shit. This the is thing about Emma Roberts is we've we've seen Emma Roberts be that kind of good before and we had never this is after scream four which she's incredible in right right uh i think the the novelty of this performance coming from emma watson was also i think pretty effective and like yeah i i i do see all of your points uh george um but but it really does work on me it does it and i think that like you could almost be a complete bitch and be like, well, the reason this is her one good performance is because it's vapid. You know, it's because she actually can't like, (laughs) can't like, uh, kind of, um, portray depth. Like, it's like the reason she's bad in the, in the square (laughs) or not the square. What is it called? The circle, (laughs) not the square, the movie about the art world with the guy that's like, uh, going around. Right. uh, Whatever. Um, the reason she's bad in the circle, aside from the fact that literally everything is bad about that movie, is because yeah. you are. She really needs you need. You know, she needs to be working at like three levels at any given time. It's like, sure. what is has she bought into this thing? Is she brainwashed? Is she trying to whatever? Sure. And yes, there is something almost like liberating for her and for the viewer of this performance, where it's like she has to hit one. I don't want to say one note because that's unfair. She has to hit. Um. Or I guess she has to make a series of choices that all hit a similar note. And she yeah. can do it in any creative way she wants, all to make a point or whatever. And yes, I think she was much better than I thought she would be. I'll say that. Well, I also think everybody, all of the members of the titular ring uh, yeah. in this movie, are all kind of... They're not all... I wouldn't say they're all one note, but they are all in... It's like, did you watch Daria? Did you ever watch Daria? Yes. And you know how, like, <laughs> Quinn's little friend group, each of them had, like, their own specific affect that kind of set them apart from the other ones? Mm-hmm. That's kind of what I was getting from the various members of the Bling Ring. I think Mark is sort of the one that the movie calls upon to have a few more, have more of an inner life, right? We see him at home. You know, he's trying on the shoes, He's, you know, talking about hot guys. I'm kind of dying for the movie to delve more into this kind of sexuality that he feels kind of afraid of. And ultimately, the movie has just too many other things to mm-hmm. talk about at that point. But I think even like, uh, is it Rebecca? What's her? Yes, Rebecca mm-hmm. is Katie Chang's character. Katie Chang, who, by the way, I looked on her filmography to be like, what else has she been in? Not a single thing I've ever heard of. Like, she was in, wow. like, she's been in, like, projects and movies and whatnot, but, like, absolutely nothing 
I've ever even heard of, which was like very surprising. Claire Julian. I think she's pretty good in this movie too. I do too. Yeah. Same with uh, were you about to say? Because I, I looked up the, that other the Claire woman Julian. who played Chloe, Claire yeah. Julian, and she literally has been in two things. Yeah, yeah. And I wonder if this is like you know Sofia Coppola was at a you know Mew Mew show or something like that, and you know was looking around who was there in the crowd yeah. and, you know, picking out people or whatever. Wow. Also, Katie Chang. I mean, I know this is part of the casting of this movie that they were all really high school age, but it is, she really was like 17. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense, too. And it I also mean, makes sense really... as to why you'd cast, like, you know, Israel Broussard, who I think is pretty good in this movie. And yet, mm-hmm. like, the only thing I've ever heard about him after is him making, like, a series of, like, really bad, like post uh black lives matter tweets and stuff like that and it's just oh, like oh shit. no yeah it's just like that. dumb like stuff you want to be able to chalk up to like dumb 20 something stuff but also like i don't know um oh wow he like okay i can't i actually can't do this right now <laughs> <laughs> I can't because, take I, this because i actually was so moved by that gay character like i really actually thought it actually made me think like there really are very few characters like this, like mm-hmm. a kind of, yeah. a, a, you know, queer, uh, presumably boy that has like slight body issues and is like trying to find meaning through his friendships with women girls. and yeah, is yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, with girls. Exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying, I'm all the way in the other direction and I'm now calling just teenage girls women. Cause I'm too respectful. <laughs> very God. Speaking of little women, I'm like, very oh, yes. Joe March. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yes, with girls and the, yeah, I, I actually was, I was like, it's almost not to, it's almost like quietly, extremely kind of, I'm trying to use a word that's not radical because that's not what I want to say. Sure. But it's it's quietly so much more interesting than it appears. Let's say, yeah, like, yeah. that yeah. character. They're well, uh, also very era specific for like that type of young gay man of like the casual homophobia he would experience even in his so what so called progressive yeah uh, friend group of all women. Um, yeah, I I do think it's maybe one of the film's shortcomings that like that character is not it's almost too interested in him in comparison to the other characters because it feel it ultimately feels like there's not enough diving into those things it's like it's just yeah. putting it on the table but mm-hmm. you expect it to be more of the movie and ultimately yeah. i think in terms of how sofia coppola views these characters i would argue she thinks that he is ultimately the one that gets inordinately screwed compared to the rest of the group, the way that she presents him, especially in the end of the movie. And like Rebecca kind of is ultimately the villain of the story. There's the most sympathy sort of directed toward Mark in the, in the filmmaking of it. Can we also say that Israel Broussard and Al Fanning have the same face? Can we just like make that? Yes, like literally, I'm watching this, I'm and there were a couple, at him now. like just the way he like smiles in certain of these scenes in this. I'm just like, oh my god, like he and Al Fanning smile the exact same way. It's really interesting, and like, it listen, right if Al Fanning was somewhere. in Emma Watson's role, Al Fanning might be an Oscar nominee by now. I mean, say that. What is going to be Al Fanning's 
Oscar-nominated role. Like the it's first going time to she happen. is in a Best Picture frontrunner. She's just going to be one of the her her first Oscar nomination is not going to be anywhere near as interesting as some of her best work. What Elle Fanning movie is going to be an Oscar frontrunner though? I mean, she's working with everybody. I guess I'm just trying to think of like what like what type of role is she going to? I don't know. She takes like I don't know. She plays. I think it could, it could easily be a costume drama. Exactly. But do the Oscars go for costume dramas as much? I'm like, I'm trying to think of like what well, like real life celebrity, like who's her Tammy Faye Baker, like ultimately, like that's what well, it's going to have to be. Well, I think her first Oscar nomination is probably supporting where she is like the wife of a great man. Sure. God, that's sad. It's going to be one of those and it's yeah. going to be depressing. And that's yeah. just what it is. It's a bummer. I did not mean to bring up Elle Fanning potentially. In I brought up Elle Fanning. Emma Watson yes. because, again, <laughs> I think Emma Watson is great. The other thing is, like, because we're talking about this ensemble, like, the amount of, like, overt, like, forcefulness and the, like, full facade that she's putting on it all yeah. points. And, like, also she's the only famous one among that right. cast. I think really does a lot of heavy lifting for this movie as to why she would be the one who would stay in the media or like stay in media attention of all of these real life kids that did this. Yeah. Um, Oh, in terms of Alexis herself. Yeah. Because like the rest of these performances are more on like the natural understated side. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a mixture of things because I was just watching an interview with Alexis Nyers and I think something I hadn't realized, which I guess is technically in the movie, is that Alexis basically was involved, if if she is to be believed, was involved in, like, one of the robbings. She was, like, out and was, like, blackout on, you know, drugs and alcohol, and she was with this crew, and then they, like, took her along to the Orlando Bloom house. Right. And then they were robbing before that, and they were rob and, like, the rest of the group was robbing before that, and they were robbing after that, and she kind of, like, got caught up in it as she was, again, like, a literal like heroin addict. Um, and, and so it's in, if, if things have gone differently, this could have just been almost a blip in her life. And yet, because she happened to be literally filming a reality show while she got arrested, like the second day of filming the reality show, like, yeah. that was not what it was going to be about. <laughs> right. And then on top of that, in the movie, as you're saying, she was played by the one famous person who also was the one who got the most buzz and the most attention, literally like one of the most famous actresses in the world because of Harry Potter at the time. Yeah. yeah. And so it's funny because, in fact, the Rebecca character... And, the, like, basically most of the other ones were actually, like, a bling ring. Right. And she kind of was such a side character. Today we call them bling rings. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, have you ever watched more than just the phone call scene from Pretty Wild? Like, have you watched, like, I watched, like, a like a five or six minute clip or whatever that, like, started before that and went a little long or whatever. Just the level of... And, like, e-reality back then was bad. Like, that the was... The days of paradise. It was real cynical. It, it was, was really real, bad, yeah. real cynical shit. And, like, but the degree to which everybody on that reality show was performing as if in their own little, like, one-person show and... It, it's it's hard to watch it's it's in that like real cringy way of just like american idol failed auditions level of just like i don't want to look at this because it's 
it's making my skin crawl kind of a thing. That. Yeah, it's not. It's really not great. I'm happy Alexis seems like she's in a good place. Totally. Um, and it seems like has been for a while. Uh, but. And we yeah, keep I, pulling and, off and the think, Band-Aid with these podcasts yeah. about this movie. Sorry, I, girl. <laughs> I do think that maybe that was another thing that colored Emma Watson's performance for me. And, of course, she had that famous, it wasn't the whole thing that during the media, during the press tour for this, she said something like, I tried to put myself in the, like, the shoes of the worst person I could ever imagine or something. <laughs> isn't that part there of it? She lot has of a that. really bad quote. Almost. Sophia has like a that. couple of them, too, where she's just yeah. like, these people were like, pr- like... Uh, it was trash culture and I don't want right. to give them any more fame. That's why she changed the name. She didn't want to make them more famous than they were and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Right. Which is so funny for her to say that when in fact the movie is so much smarter than that. Right. Yes. I think um, so. Too. I mean, it does kind of make you wonder if she was misquoted a little bit or like the, there was a certain context. Cue, I mean, but that's a pretty strong yes. quote to say. And, to be, and I don't yeah. think the movie is that. totally i also i do like the thing with all this stuff as much as i enjoy getting mad about it as much as everyone else does Mm -hmm. is that usually it truly is someone who has been talking for six hours at some press junket and just like says something off the cuff and then it becomes a headline like yeah yeah yeah. can we talk for half a second about the uh time space fuckery that exists with having gavin rossdale show up in this movie looking looking like a snack i might hell ask. like has never not by the way like the thing I about gavin truly rossdale one of the hottest men especially gavin, of that era gavin rossdale's rolling stone cover from like 1996 where he doesn't have his shirt on was like years of pent-up sexuality just sort of bursting forth on a magazine yeah. page for me like it was <laughs> really something um Gavin Rossdale, a man who at any given moment could conceivably wear it, be wearing a shirt or a snake. Exactly. <laughs> that type of I owned uh, two Bush albums, which I believe is maybe all there were. There's probably more than that, but I definitely owned two Bush albums. I also saw them in concert. Um, but then like after like that moment sort of passed, right, in the 90s went away, he was mostly known for like he was Gwen Stefani's husband. They had beautiful children, and they would show up every year at Wimbledon and sit in Roger Federer's uh, friends and family section. And this is a very Joe Reed. Uh, this is a kind real. Of, <laughs> where we talk yes, about that? This like, is yeah. real specific to my uh, interest. No, every so yeah. The year, only way we knew him is that he was at Wimbledon. He was at Wimbledon every year <laughs> yeah. cheering on Roger Federer, and I would get like. Slightly resentful because obviously uh, I was cheering for Rafael Nadal and it was a little bit of a problem. But okay. yeah, but looking like crisp and, and beautiful as you please, the two of them in their Wimbledon whites and whatever. So, and then he showed up every once in a while. He was in Constantine, the Keanu Reeves <laughs> uh, oh, horror wow. movie, which is like actually kind of rad. I believe he. People rules. say that. Hold on. Who does he play in that? Because it's I was going to say he plays the devil, but I'm pretty sure that's uh, Peter Stormare plays the devil in that. But uh, no, I don't want to see his discography. I want to see his movie credits, Wikipedia. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Who do you think I am? Um, Constantine was 05. Gotta say, he still looks great. Oh, like, phenomenal. Phenomenal. I would absolutely ask him really, to... I mean... 
Yeah. I would absolutely ask him to fence my stolen Rolexes. Like, that is <laughs> euphemism? Who's to say? Um, yeah, he's just another demon in Constantine named Balthazar. He's super handsome in that, too. Like, nice work if you can get it. Always being handsome. Being handsome forever. The Gavin Rostet story. <laughs> I don't know. Worth mentioning. Uh, not to bring us down, but I wanted to mention uh, the late, great Harris Savitas. Oh, yes, his last yeah. movie. Replaced halfway through by Christopher Blofeld. Um and there, there's certain shots in this movie that, like, he did, he wasn't able to film most of the movie, but like mm-hmm. some of them, you can tell which are his. I think of that like wide shot where you can, it's just static on that house uh, where you see basically them running through the house. Oh, that was raid. such a great. Oh, that that was brilliant, so good. brilliant. Um, what a man, what a uh, talented man he is. Missed greatly. Um. Including, we, correct me if I'm wrong, Joe, no Oscar nominations? Was he no ever Oscar nominated? nominations. I'll double check it, but like I'm pretty Hogwash, sure that's the case. bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Zodiac alone should have been, uh, you know, a win. That's an Oscar win, as far as I'm concerned. I don't know. Yeah. That's a bummer. Um, I always have to mention Harris Adidas. Did we know that this won the Palm Dog at Cannes? It didn't. That is incorrect. Because IMDb is lying to me right now. The Palm Dog was... Hold on, I looked this up. Thank you for double-checking, because I would have had to this write... This is kind of an interesting internet. can. This is the Blue is the Warmest Color can. Oh, God, sure. Bad yeah, bad movie. The uh, Palm Dog was actually, uh, I'm guessing this is probably some type of Pomeranian or Yorkie. It was from Behind the Candelabra. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A movie I have wanted to rewatch. Remember how, like, everybody really loved that movie and got such a kick out of it and out of the performances? And then at the Emmys, Michael Douglas and Matt Damon just kept making like gay innuendo remarks to each other when they picked up their various awards and everybody turned on it with such a quickness. It was, it was, (laughs) that is probably why I haven't watched. I mean, not, not the comments specifically, but there is, you know, I don't, you know, I'm not as uh, militant about the whole straight people playing gay roles thing, but at some point you have to draw the line somewhere. Like, I don't want Matt Damon, like, after he's, like, done interviews about how he, like, just learned not to say faggot last year. Yeah, like, and, right. right. And so that was last year. So, like, the big, uh, uh, behind the candelabra. During right, he the had thick, gone through a full decade. During yeah. his full flower of saying faggot every day, like, apparently. Oh. that was Every time his... I watch Talented Mr. Ripley and I'm, like, <laughs> bouncing off the walls because of what a stone-cold, red-hot fucking masterpiece it is. And then I, like, come down and I'm like, he probably it's tough. said faggot all throughout filming. It's tough. He probably said faggot at Ben Affleck's wedding. <laughs> but, like, but, like, probably, like. Not in a bad way. It was just like great. Love to see all you faggots here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He was like, such was a a I hope you make this faggot into a man. <laughs> God, That's Jennifer the, Garner um... must have had the worst time with Ben Affleck's friends at their wedding. You know, it's Jennifer all I can Garner, ever think of. Jennifer Garner really is, for me, Someone who I really had to realize that the reason I found her so annoying was literally because of internalized sexism, and now I stand. 
Like it, that was really my 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 kind of journey that uh, that the culture had with Britney and Lindsay. I had with Jennifer Garner. Sure, <laughs> where I was like, I was like, it really took me. It truly was like in when she first came out onto the scene. I was like, she's annoying. Like there's something I don't like about her. And then you just. <laughs> But you know what? All I, I ever hear, all I can think of it though, is just like because I remember, I can't remember whether it was on a commentary or whatever, uh, interview or something, where like Kevin Smith definitely alluded to the fact that after Ben Affleck married Jennifer Garner, he kind of lost touch with Ben Affleck, and all I could think of was that she must have spent years just fighting this absolute like D Day on the beaches at Normandy battle to like keep Ben Affleck's shitty fucking friends out of their <laughs> life and just I don't know. I mean it really does make you wonder how much worse off Ben could have been if he hadn't met Jen. Remember when he won his Oscar and his speech was literally like marriage is a fight. Yes. <laughs> like yes I do. In fact, yes I do. Mar- no, marriage is uh uh was it just like marriages work? Marriages work. work. It's the best kind of work, but it's work. And it's like you are Why on the that? stage at the Oscars, the highlight of your career, <laughs> and all you can think of is reminding everybody in the world that your wife and you go to marriage counseling. Like, what the uh, yeah. Fuck? Now, if Jennifer Garner had said that on stage at the Oscars, we'd be like, girl. We imagine. We bet, I'm sure. But she's well, like presenting like best of... art direction, set yeah. decoration. Yeah, exactly. Like... <laughs> Grandstanding. Yeah, and it's like Jen Garner from the upcoming Alias Reunion on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> um, Mar- marriage, much like designing the costumes for a great Hollywood movie, is a lot of work. <laughs> yes. Like, And we'd be like, yes, Jen. Yes. Yeah. We agree with you. Um, introducing Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Knock for on best wood. picture for best she's picture. gonna present yeah. the best <laughs> picture reel yeah. for mrs harris goes to paris oh my god i yeah it's we tough. can all Although, agree that I, as I much refuse, as i love i refuse yeah. to be the ashes is one of the great like there one will of the be, great celebrity quotes when they write the like book of like witticisms and quotables of the 21st yes. century like that's gonna be in there right yes i do recommend um uh, that everyone go read Olivia Craighead, who's one of who I work with, Genius. wrote truly within the span of forty five minutes a post called "Top Fifty Ben Affleck Moments oh, for His Fiftieth Birthday." I read that, <laughs> and there are fully fifty of them. And she, she mentions the 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 uh, and she the mentions Argo it, yeah. thing, the best picture yeah. thing. Uh, she, she mentions no, the Argo mentions... thing and the I don't want to be the ashes. It was thing. one of my. It was one of the best things I've read all week. Like it's so good. I mean, amazing. I loved it so much. Um, what we're ultimately saying here, the long and short of it, is they should have robbed Ben Affleck's. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Well, that is, yeah. You, what would they get from robbing Ben Affleck's house, though? Like a Red Sox hat and uh, a, a Red Sox hat? No, like just so many Red Sox hats. Just yeah, like an there entire room about, full of Red Sox hats. There is something about the celebrities they rob where I'm like, I don't care about any of them <laughs> except right. for Lindsay Lohan, Rachel Bilson. Like, like I don't. Right. I mean, it's like okay, like it, it's. Again, yeah. it's so 2000. When I keep saying 2007. When were the actual robberies? The oh. the article was 20 the Vanity Fair article was 2010. Well, if Pretty Wild was filming while this was all happening. It was 2008 to 2009 is the blink is is when the robberies happened. Yeah, okay, yeah. So that makes sense. Wow. Um 
All right, before we get uh, too far gone, I did create yes. a game for you guys to play. Oh, give it. Because we haven't played our uh, beloved Alter Egos game in a while, and I wanted Holy to. Holy shit. And since this is one of the early A24 movies, I thought we could do an Alter Egos game for A24 movies. So, George okay. and all our listeners, uh, if you haven't experienced us playing Alter Egos, this is a game where I give the names of three characters from different movies and as the guesser you would need to figure out who played all three of these characters and then what movie were all three of those actors in together all of the answers will be a 24 movies of some sort or another so i'm going to alternate between george and chris i'll probably keep score on my own and if i feel like revealing the scores at the end i will and if not i'll just declare it a tie so we'll see how it goes are you guys ready yes wait yeah. i have listened to this game before many times but i'm trying to remember it's what the answer should be so We're if given i the names of fictional characters right so if i say like dorothy gale mm-hmm. the terminator and um uh, Clarissa Vaughn. Then you have to tell me what movie Judy Garland, all three of them, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Meryl okay. Streep okay. are all in together. I see. I see. I would okay. love to watch that movie, whatever <laughs> it is. Yeah, uh, that's right. that's uh, around the world in eighty days. That's why it won uh, Best Picture. All right, <laughs> and it's and the A twenty four movies will be the answers, not the char- yeah. not the ones Correct. of the characters. Yes, okay. yes, got it. Yes, that's Correct. that's where I was. Okay, cool. All right, so George, I'll kick off with you. All right, since you are our guest, your uh, first one, your characters are. Allen Ginsberg, Gabriela Montez, and Mabel Mora. Oh God! Um, uh, sorry, I promise I'm not googling. <laughs> 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 I just got a text from my mom. Um, okay, Allen Ginsberg. What were the other ones? Gabriela Montez and Mabel Mora. Okay, is oh my god, is Mabel Mora Selena Gomez? Selena Gomez. This is Spring Breakers. From, this is Spring Breakers. Yes. Because Howell is James Franco, and yes. then who is the third one? Gabriella Montez is um, Vanessa Hudgens from the High School Musical. Oh, I would not <laughs> have known that. <laughs> I was flipping. I was. I was taking a chance as to whether you would know uh, High School Musical or not. It's crazy that Mabel was the one that did it for me. I I barely watched that show, but okay, right. great. All right. Point to George. Okay, Chris. Yours are okay. Chekhov, maybe Funke, and Charles Xavier. Um, is Chekhov Anton Yelchin? Yes, from the new Star Trek. And Charles Xavier is Patrick Stewart. This is Green Room. Green Room, correct, wow. Chris. All right. Green Room, a movie where I wa- that I watched the entirety of with my shoulders somewhere six inches above my it's head. It's very tense. So tense. It's very, very tense. All also right. watching that movie after uh, Trump was elected, not a great decision on my part. Yeah, I saw that one when it played at TIFF, so I was uh, that was in the books by the time uh, uh, Trump was elected for me. All right, um, George, your characters are Muriel Heslop, Dr. Paul Weston, and Aunt Lydia. Aunt Lydia. Oh, okay. Aunt Lydia is Anne Dowd. Yes. And what are the other ones? 
Muriel Heslop and Dr. Okay. Paul Weston. Damn. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't think I recognize either of those characters. I'm going to lean I... on the Muriel of it all. <sighs> Are there any movies with a Muriel that you can think of? Is it like a movie where it's revealed that someone's name is Muriel and then it's a joke? No, no. but it's maybe Definitely. in the title. Oh, it's Tony Collette. Oh, yes. okay. So Tony Collette and Oud. Wait, this is so obvious. And Oud was not in Hereditary. Yes, she was. Oh, she was. Okay, it's Hereditary. It's Hereditary, yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I forget. I actually, I like Hereditary, but I've only seen it once in in theaters and then never again. So I, I don't remember I a lot of the details. It. Dr. Paul Weston, by the way, is Gabriel Byrne in uh, In Treatment, ah, the okay. uh, HBO series In Treatment. All right. Which is honestly underappreciated. It was really good. I watched yeah. almost all of that, I believe. Maybe not the last season, but still very good. Oh, 9,000 episodes. Diane Weist won a whole ass Emmy for that show, and she deserved it. She is great. Uh, Chris, your okay. characters are Charlie Sisters. Ali Pfefferman and Gordon Clark. I definitely know what Ali Pfefferman is, but sisters, is it from the Sisters Brothers? Is it Joaquin Phoenix? It's Joaquin Phoenix from the Sisters Brothers. Oh. And his A24 movie is um Ali Pfefferman and what? Gordon Clark. Mm. I wouldn't oh, no. linger on Gordon Clark. I don't think you're going to get that one. Yeah. That's from a TV show I'm pretty sure you didn't watch. But there was what? no better option for that actor, unfortunately. I, I'm sure. Um, Joaquin Phoenix, A24. Why can't I remember this? This is probably also really off- obvious. Um, I'm trying to think of maybe a better one for Ali Pfefferman for you. Um, <sighs> let's see. <laughs> Ali Pfefferman is from a TV show, if that helps. Yeah. Like a family TV show. Um, Caroline Sackler, is that I literally was about to say that. Were you going to say that? Oh. (laughs) Okay, uh, maybe I'm just getting hung up on Joaquin Phoenix in an A24 movie, because that feels like that would be the internet's favorite movie, and I can't think Strangely, of it, it wasn't, is. I will say. Uh, uh, the reception to this movie was uh, muted. Mm. Yeah. It was also very recent. Oh. Oh, it's Come On, Come On. Yep. Come On, Come On. The Pfefferman's is transparent. It's Gabby Hoffman. It's Gabby Hoffman. Yes. Very yeah. good. And Caroline right. Sackler is Adam's sister and girls. Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Back to George. Yours are right. Dr. Chase Meridian, The Penguin, and The Joker. Okay. All Batmans, but from the right. same movie? Who wait, knows? so the Penguin is... Okay, oh. Wait, I have a question. I don't yes. know... Com- is Chase Meridian a Batman character? Yes. Okay. See, I don't... I, I, I'm very uh, ignorant when it comes to um, Batman characters. Okay, but the Penguin, I guess, would either be Danny DeVito or Colin Farrell. Joker would be either Joaquin Phoenix or Jared Leto. Or... The the technicality I'll say with the Joker is technically credited as unseen Arkham prisoner, but we know he's the Joker. Oh my god. All right. Is this like from is this from The Batman and it's like an uncre- Okay, okay, okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to give okay. you a better well, one. Well, that for, actually I, Okay, go ahead. 
I was gonna say I figured Dr. Chase Meridian would work for you, but it did not. Okay, no, no, so. no. I mean, it's my fault. I'm. It's like not. I'm sure it's not a difficult character. But wait. But that makes me think that if one of them is from the Batman, then at least I can say that the Penguin is not Colin Farrell. Or maybe I can't. Maybe you can't. <laughs> Give him someone else for Chase Meridian. Is it? Is it like? Um, is it Colin Farrell? Yes, it is. Okay, so then A twenty four Colin Farrell. Uh, how about yes oh god this is too this one's too easy um isabel archer is it killing of a sacred deer it's killing of a sacred deer okay. i'm trying to give that's, you a nicole kidman character that's not that virginia movie. wolf <laughs> wait so oh my god is nicole kidman the joker oh she's no <laughs> i was like what you just made about probably 80% of our listeners' heads explode because you made I them mean, imagine what Nicole Kidman's The Joker would be like. The Joker is... She uh, should is be The Joker. Played by Barry Keegan in the, that very late scene. God, a... can you imagine what the Lady Gaga movie is going to be like? Uh, hell. I... It's going to be fucking hell. <laughs> I, I cannot don't... imagine. I mean, it is, it is truly like... Talk about... I know everyone's always like, this is like a Twitter joke come to life, but th- truly that is something that, like, Every yeah. gay guy we know on Twitter would make as a joke. It's it's just going to be the fa- the act of making that movie is going to be yet another art project, and it's going to be amazing to watch. I'm 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 dare I say excited, and I hated that I first it. movie. So, all right, Chris, Roger yeah. Greenberg, Henry McHenry, and Marion Davies. Marion Davies is Naomi Watts in. Um, King Kong, uh, Greenberg is Ben Stiller in Greenberg. This is while we're young. Yeah, but you got it the wrong way. That's very funny. Roger Greenberg, yes. Marion Davies is Amanda Seyfried. Oh, Marion Davies is Seyfried. In Mank. But you still got it. It's still while we're young. So uh, good job. Henry McHenry is Adam Driver in... uh, uh, Why can't I come up with the name of the movie? The musical from literally last year, whose name I can't remember. uh, uh, Oh, Annette. Annette. Annette, yes. We love Annette. Yes. All right. George. Yes. Amy March, Chidi Adangonye, and Eustace Scrub. Is Okay, Chidi is from The Good Place. Yes. Uh, uh, ja- uh, ha- um, oh, God. Something Jackson Har- Harper. <laughs> William Jackson. Jackson Har- and a Harper. William Jackson Harper. William okay. Jackson Harper. William yes. Jackson Harper. Amy March. Oh, my God. This is where I get all the March sisters confused. <laughs> Wait. Oh, Midsommar. It's Midsommar. It's Florence Pugh. From, it's Florence uh, Pugh. And then yes. who's the third one? Uh, Eustace Scrub is Will Poulter from the Narnia movies. Oh, wow. Yes. All right. Christopher, yours are David Copperfield, Princess <laughs> Ekaterina, Kitty, Alexandrovna, Sherbatskaya, and then Seema Patel. I don't know why I played myself giving myself that whole name to read. That was dumb. On David my Copperfield. Yeah. Oh. Is that like Daniel Radcliffe? Oh, it's Who actually. A... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Do you have it, George? It's just crazy that I immediately knew who that was because yeah. that movie truly like kind of came and went. It did. Definitely came what's, and went. What's the second name? Uh, Princess Ekaterina Alexandrovna Shcherbatskaya. Also known That's as a War Kitty. and Peace character, right? Not quite, but you're real close. 
what's the other not war and peace but oh is this kira knightley for anna karenina no she plays anna karenina is oh, oh. <laughs> sorry <laughs> is it um alicia v it's alicia v yeah is it ex machina it's not um what other v movie is a24 Seema Patel is from a television show from last year that I'm not entirely sure if you watched. No, that is, um, Seema is from, isn't that and Just Like That? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, I love Sarita Chowdhury. Yes. Um, Alicia Vikander, Sarita Chowdhury, and a male lead in... Who played... All right. In the interest of time, I'm going to let other people steal if it if it goes on a little bit okay. more. So I'm going to let George steal. Are you, is that okay, Chris? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> okay. It's Dev Patel and it's the Green Knight. It's Dev Patel right? and it's the yeah. Green Knight. George gets oh. All right. Back to George. That's right. I hated that team. Opportunity to take a lead. Wait, you hated Green Knight? No, I hated. Oh, right. David you hated that David Copperfield. Yes. All right. Uh, George, yours are Senator Dianne Feinstein, Francis Hastings, and Dr. Manhattan. All right. Well, this is my punishment for getting too, uh, <laughs> too, too cocky. I so, got the steal if he can't I mean, get it, though. Okay. Dianne Feinstein. Somewhat recently, Dianne Feinstein. Know. Yeah. No, right, 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 right. It's the. Like that movie, The Report or something? Yes. Is it Edie Falco? No. Who am I even thinking of? Is it um, Diana, uh, The Report? Uh, okay, what are the other ones? Francis Hastings and Dr. Manhattan. Okay. Dr. Man. Oh, is this... Um, uh, 20th Century Women? It's 20th Century Women, oh yes. Oh my god. Francis Hastings is Greta Gerwig and Francis Ha. Dr. That's Manhattan right, of course. is Billy Crudup. In, I got it from Dr. Manhattan, yeah. There you go, from The Watchmen. Fe- Diane Feinstein is Nut Benning, of course. Then you have, of course, uh, of uh, course, yeah. Yes. I mean, Edie right. Falco's not a terrible guess. Not a terrible guess, not at all. Um, I was trying to think of also, like... Also, what... if her name is Francis Hastings, we all, as a culture, have collectively been pronouncing the movie wrong. It's not Francis Ha, it's Francis Hay. Francis Hay! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, gay remake of Francis Ha on the way. Um, yeah, uh, Edie Falco's version of Hillary Clinton in Impeachment is not anybody, so she it, very might, well might have been playing Diane Feinstein. Yeah, yeah. Who knows? All right, Chris, yours are Envy Adams, Luca Paguro, and Elizabeth Proctor. I know what Elizabeth Proctor is. Elizabeth Proctor is the Crucible. Um, so that's Joan Allen. This is Room. Yes. Got it from wow. the last one. Yes. I would not have gotten it. Envy Adams is Brie Larson from... I'm guessing Sucker Punch. Scott Pilgrim. And uh, wow. Luca Paguro is... Um, uh, Jason Luca. Tremblay yeah. is like Jacob a Star Tremblay Wars extra. Luca. Yes. All right. Back to George. Your next one is Alexander the Great, Lady Sarah Churchill, Duchess of Marlborough, and Queen Elizabeth II. Okay, Alexander the Great is Colin Farrell. Yes. Right? Yes. Um, lady, who's the lady? Lady Sarah Churchill, Duchess of Marlborough. Oh, oh, Love and Friendship. No? No, no. not Love and Friendship. <laughs> Wait, who is that in Love and Friendship, Chris? What's her character's name? 
Lady, uh, no, that's not Lady Marble. That is um, Vernon. Something. Lady like, Vernon. Yeah. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Damn it. Um, okay, and then what's the third one? Queen Elizabeth II. From, let's say, television. Uh-huh. Uh, okay. Would that be Olivia Coleman? It would be Olivia Coleman. Okay, so Olivia Coleman and... Colin Farrell. Yes. Wait. Colin was Colin F- Farrell in the favorite? No. But you're on the right also, track filmmaker okay. wise. Oh, okay. Oh wow, I'm, I got both Lanthimos. Um uh okay, okay, the lobster. The lobster. Yes. Lady Sarah Churchill, Duchess of Marlborough is Rachel Weiss's character in The Favorite. Ah, uh, okay. Yes. All right. Back to Chris. Yours are Sugar Plum Chuck Barris and Carrie White. Uh, various Carrie Whites include Chloe Grace Moretz and um, Sissy Spacek, obviously, the legendary Sissy Spacek. Can't think of a Sissy that is in A24, so I'm guessing it's Chloe Grace Moretz. You are correct. <sighs> what were the first two? Sugar Plum and Chuck Barris. Chuck What's your association with Sugar Plum? What what does that conjure up in your mind? Is this somebody from the cast of The Nutcracker in the Four Realms? Uh huh. Is it Gugu Mbatha Raw? It's not. Is it um? Is it Kira Knightley? It's Kira Knightley. This is Laggies. This is Laggies. A movie I still need to Which see. Which I've never seen. It's yeah. good. I liked Laggies. Chuck Barris was Sam Rockwell in Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. Yes. All right. Back to George. Yours are Lara Croft, Poe Dameron, and Bill Weasley. Is this Ex Machina? This is Ex Machina. Okay. Yes, very good. Uh, Lara Croft, Alicia Vikander, Poe Dameron, Oscar Isaac, and Star Wars is. And, and Weasley is uh, Donald Gleason. Donald Gleason, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Donald Gleason. All right, Chris. Tom Buchanan, Coretta Scott King, and Capable. Tom Buchanan is um, Joel Edgerton. In uh, the Lerman Great Gatsby. Yep. Coretta Scott King is Carmen Ajogo in Selma. This is It Comes at Night, a this movie that is. I think only I liked. Maybe I, so. I've still never seen it. I've still never seen it. I didn't care for it. Capable is Riley Keough's character's name in Mad Max Fury Road. All right, George, your last one, right. which I believe means you can clinch it with a correct answer here Linda Partridge, Barton Fink, and Polly Bleeker. Oh, these are so obvious, and yet I'm blank. A uh, 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 Barton Fink is um, John Turturro? Yes. Uh, what's the first one? Linda Partridge. Man. And what's the third one? Polly Bleeker. Oh, uh, God. Um... I mean, I, Polly Bleeker is such an obvious name, and yet I'm just like not able to place it for some reason. Chris, you can steal. It's uh, Gloria Bell. Polly is Bleeker Bell. is Michael Sarah in Juno. Oh, Linda Partridge is Julianne Moore in Far From Heaven. Of course. All right. All right, Chris, now you can clinch. Yours are Dr. Donald Shirley, Miss Moneypenny, and G.I. Julie. 
Money Penny is uh, Naomi Harris. This is Moonlight. This is Moonlight. Yes. Dr. Donald Shirley is uh, 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 Mahershala Ali in Green Book. <clears throat> and G.I. Julie is Janelle Monet. And of course, Welcome to Marwin. So, <laughs> I mean, talk about wow. What a moment in time that was. What a moment in time indeed. All right. Well done, you guys. Like, it was like a, it was a joke that somehow had no la- staying power. Like, no. If someone said that on Twitter or something, I would. Because nobody wanted to watch the movie so yeah. that they could make the jokes about it. Even it though was it was. Right. Just the idea of the movie was inherently so funny, but it doesn't matter. Yeah. It wasn't even good enough to be a joke. Right. Right. It failed on even that level. Yes. Wow. It's totally true. Uh, all right. Well done to both of you. What a game. What a moment. What a life. What a yes. moment. Um, I'm sort of perusing Any my last notes thoughts now. about the movie itself? I was going to bring up the Women Film Critics Circle Awards <laughs> gave this uh, the win for, what is the name of this category again? Worst Female Images in a Movie against the nominees Lee Daniels, the butler, Lovelace, the Linda Lovelace uh, biopic starring Amanda Seyfried, and Machete Kills. Wow. I think that's a little bit of a harsh distinction. 2013 was a crazy time. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't know what was going on, really. Like, honestly, we had just blown it at the midterms uh, the year before. Yeah. It was a real transitional period between the bad celebrity media environment of of the past and the good one of today. <laughs> yes, that's the perfect no notes, yeah. uh, no issues. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, in addition to all the other, when I when we were talking about all the. Uh, the songs this also has bad girls the mia song bad girls which again Mm -hmm. like only really exists in the form of tv shows and and trailers from vaguely 2012 through 2015 i remember it being in the for a good time call trailer if i'm not mistaken which like another sort of time capsule movie um, what else do I have? Da, 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 da. Permissive Moms, Israel Broussard, yada, yada, yada. Uh, oh, I did see this at, uh, I don't know why I wrote this down, but I did. I saw this movie at Bam Rose Cinema in like a very, like, very full screening. I remember we had to like sit in like the second or third row in like that big room. I don't know, George, if you've ever been to the mm-hmm. big room at Bam? Yes, I think I saw Black Panther there. There we go. Um, like the big, like the opera, like the yes, the, the, real, the one yeah, that yeah, like yeah. if you sit too far to the side, and I like to sit too far to the side, uh, you're not really flush with the screen at all. Like you're yeah. like you're, it's almost like a wing to the side. Um, but yeah, I remember that experience being like, oh wow, like this is like I guess if you're gonna find the place that's gonna sell out for the new Sofia Coppola movie, I was about uh, to say even Fort today, Green is probably a good area yeah. for you to hit. So. Like that would not happen for On the Rocks. No offense, to, right? To no, true. <laughs> also, my best all-time best choice for what would your drag name be is Bamrose Cinema. Like, I feel like that <laughs> is that's my winner of all time. Bamrose Cinema, it would kill. Cast me on Secret Celebrity Drag Race season three. By the way, Secret Celebrity Drag Race is a time and a half. I'm enjoying myself thoroughly. There are no wow. stakes. Who is on it besides Loretta Divine? I did hear about Loretta Divine. Uh, Taylor Dane was revealed as the second eliminated uh, uh, wow. drag queen. 
I thought I saw some type of suggestion that it is now basically like the masked singer. Yeah, they're keeping secrets as you go along. If you if you're paying That's attention, you crazy. know who these people are. But, but also, right. like, you just absolutely do not have to like care about the competition. <laughs> you don't have to take sides. You don't have to be like this show used to be good and now it's terrible. It's just like it's pure serotonin and watching spoiler Daniel Francis like just lip sync to mambo italiano and like who's like who's complaining about that not me so highly recommend so they are done up so much that you can't tell who they are how do you not Uh, know who they are i don't know about can't tell who they are like most of like almost but there's some kind of reveal meaning you're not meant to know that it's taylor you're not meant to know that they are all the like backstage footage is filmed from behind them oh my god like you're you're Okay. You are nominally kept in the dark. I will say of the shows of summer 2022 where you are kept in the dark about the uh, truth about the contestants, ABC's claim to fame, the best show of summer 2022 is the better one. <laughs> but You love that show. Uh, uh, Secret Celebrity Drag Race does get the thumbs up for me. Wow. So anyway. Anyway, the bling ring. <laughs> yes, the bling ring. <laughs> Any final thoughts, George? Thank you so much for uh, for yes. being our Sofia Coppola. So happy you're here. I, I'm trying to think if I have any final thoughts. I mean, I really did. Like the one thing I came wanting to really talk about was that gay character, and I, I understand. I totally get where you're both coming from in terms of like there should have been more, but like there is something that is almost no. It's a good like so effortless taste about of it. Like yeah. the fact that she doesn't even give him one. It's almost like he's so it's he's like uh, a part of he's taken for granted to a fault. Like there's not even one mm-hmm. scene where he's like trying to come out to someone or right. he's you know he, he really he doesn't is even just get to like, like rob anybody's houses that he wants to go rob. Like I was I kept thinking about that of like whose house does Mark want to rob? Like have we ever yeah, given that yes, consideration? So. Like and I wonder yeah. in like late aughts, like who would that even have been? Like who would like a young quasi-closeted queer kid like wanna idolize slash also rob at that point and yeah i mean I listen know. orlando bloom comes close orlando <laughs> bloom's not a bad one honestly like that's pretty good that's pretty solid i, I did want to i mean i guess it is interesting that two of two of the actresses truly basically did nothing else i yeah. am interested as someone who no longer watches the ryan murphy stuff what is tysa farmiga up to She's showing up in, like, stuff. Like, she keeps showing up in, um... Hold on a second. Let me back my way up to, uh... Bling Ring. Because, um... Obviously, still in, like, various Ryan Murphy things. But I just saw her in... What did I just see her in? Um... (laughs) Oh, well, obviously, she's in the Gilded Age. She's not, like, anybody's favorite part of the Gilded Age. But she's definitely (laughs) on the Gilded Age. Playing a character who's, like... What is anyone's favorite part of the Gilded Age? Everybody who watches the Gilded Age seems to hate absolutely everything about it. I heard doesn't even have anything nice to say about Baranski. Untrue. Like, this is a show with Christine (laughs) Baranski and Donna Murphy. Like, there are plenty of things to like about the Gilded Age. And they're only adding more Tony winners. That's that's the thing. They're just, like, going around the city... Like with like a like a a bee like a beekeeper's uh, yeah. uh, something just like snatching Tony nominees. It's crazy. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. she, Chris, she was in the Mule. We did talk about her when we did our episode. Oh, on oh the Mule. right, because she's the she's the like perfect angel granddaughter. You know, yeah. 
Yeah. As a as a grandfather of a granddaughter, that's what that fucking movie is. Yeah, but she doesn't work a ton, but she is playing about 10 years younger than she actually is on the Gilded Age. So uh there's that. Uh, is she like f- is she like 15 with pigtails and bows in the Gilded Age? I might watch it. Yeah, uh, like basically it, yes. It, yes. She's doing preteen drag. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Also she was in that terrible movie from Two Sundances ago, John and the Hole. Remember John and the Hole, Chris? I would like to not remember. John did that movie ever get released? Oh my like, god! Yes, it did by IFC. That was like that was Sundance 2020, right? Yes, yes. Because it was like the first virtual Sundance. I remember because I was like, oh, Sundance 2021. It was the first virtual Sundance. Right, right, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know that nobody cared about that movie because nobody, no gay people were making fun of the title of that movie. I, yeah. <laughs> also, for Chris to hate a Jennifer Ely movie is a lot. It's just a lot. I'm just gonna say. So listen, there are there are few greater sins than misusing Jennifer Ely. Yeah. Do not waste that woman's time. Yeah. <laughs> all right that's it that's all for me joe would you like right, to explain so. the imdb game for our listeners? oh sure yeah why not well it's a it's an every week kind of thing every week we end our episodes with the imdb game where we challenge each other with an actor or actress and try and guess the top four titles that imdb says they're most known for if any of those titles are television voice only performances or non-acting credits we mentioned that up front after two wrong guesses we get the remaining titles release years as a clue and if that is not enough it just becomes a free-for-all of hints that's the imdb game George, as our guest, you yes. get to choose not only if you want to give or guess first, but in which direction to okay. who you want to give to or guess from. I will guess first. Uh, I will go in the direction that is on my screen. So I will, Chris, you tell me and I will guess from you. Okay, so for you, I went into the Sofia Coppola filmography. We uh, talked about, gave some sideways glances to, perhaps some defense of On the Rocks. And for you, I have chosen the star of On the Rocks, Rashida Jones. Okay, are there, I assume there is... There's one television. Okay, so Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec, correct. Um... God, what is Rashida Jones in? Is there a cartoon or any, or wait, that's I, I'm not allowed to ask that. Is there? <laughs> there's what, no, oh, there's no animated. Stuff. There's no, there's okay, um, okay. Rashida Jones. I will say I'll I'll give you a little I, bit I, of hint. I can't even think about like what the the big thing she's been in. I, I'm like to me she is so Parks and Rec, even though I do remember her. <laughs> so okay, yeah, please give me a hint. She's a titular character of one of these. Okay. Another one, it is a Best Picture nominee. And then there's like a a dude comedy. Okay. The one where she's the titular character, she co-wrote it. Yeah. Also. Oh. And there is there's only one TV. Yes, just yeah. Parks and Rec. Oh wait, Social Network is the Oscar nominee. Yes, the Social Network. Um. I, I it's I, the one I know she. Didn't she write, I mean, this is not it, but she, didn't she write, like, Toy Story 4 or something? That is true. She did write, like... T- she had, does have, like, some odd writing yeah. credits. Yes, Toy Story 4 being one of them, but that's not on the... Okay, I... 
could not tell you another one she wrote. She also wrote that excellent Black Mirror episode with Bryce Dallas Howard. Oh my I, god, she really? I didn't know that. Apparently. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, I'm going to honestly This titular character one, she's starring opposite somebody who is also more known for TV, but he is also a titular character. Oh, you know, this is this like sounds familiar, but I, there's literally no way I'm ever going to get it. Um oh, I'm going to no. I'm going to just throw away a guess and say on the rocks. Okay, it's not on the okay. rocks. Uh, that movie is from 2012. The other movie is from 2009. The the 2009 movie yes. is like very much of like a mid to late aughts type of comedy uh, starring two men uh, who did a lot of comedies around this time. Oh, um, is it I Love You, Man? It's I love you, man. All right, and so I'm missing yes. the 2012 one. I mean, I I yes. I know that this is like truly like Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist, but not that. But I can't, I I will never remember the name, so I'm I'm, I'm gonna. Get I, I think that kind of counts. Can you yeah. can you name the actor she is with, who is also is it... more famous for TV? Oh, Andy Samberg. Yes. Okay. So okay. you got it. It's, yes. it's Celeste and Jesse forever. Well, oh my God! It is literally Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's as, actually that. It's kind of a cute movie, as I recall. I enjoyed it. Ari Grainer's in it, playing one of their friends and or sister. Right. Um. Okay. Wait. Yes. So now I'm asking Joe. Okay. Yes. Let me think. Um. I can also do. I'll do a. Or actually, or we you can know go what? in reverse order if you want to find oh. someone to pull up. No, no, no. I'll, I'll think of one on the spot. Um, I'm just trying to think of a good connection. You know what? I will do Tysa's aunt? Sister. Or cousin. Sister. Sister? Vera? Yeah, sister. <laughs> wow. Well, sisters. I will it's do. One. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I got to say, this is actually not a difficult one. But I'll I'll do Vera Farmiga. Vera Farmiga. Okay. Um. Uh, up in the air. Yes. The Departed. Yes. Um. Oh oh um the Conjuring. No. Really? Weirdly. It's actually that movie str- made so much money. There is one more that is on the obvious side, but but it is weird that none of. Well, I'll stop. None of, the, none of the Conjuring. I mean, I, I, I yeah. imagine if it wasn't the Conjuring one, it wouldn't yeah. be the Conjuring 2. Um, we got to rescue Vera Farmiga from this damn What country. is going I mean, on? Yeah. She's drowning in money, so I don't know if she necessarily wants to When be. she got that Oscar nomination, it was totally like, oh, yeah, she's going to get another one. Yeah. And like now, it's like probably not. Yeah. Um. All right. All right, Vera. What else besides... I feel like she's in another horror adjacent thing, right? You're warm. <laughs> what was it? It's honestly kind oh, of an orphan. iconic it's one. Orphan, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm not orphan. your fucking I'm not your mommy. fucking mommy. Yeah, Which yeah. they're now aren't they now doing isn't there now a prequel or a sequel? There's coming? a prequel yeah. out now that is in theaters. Right there on Paramount Plus. Can't wait to watch. Um all right, so the fourth Vera I mean, I can actually, it would be funny if I told you what her character's name was, because it is funny. <laughs> it's like, like a funny name? You? It's Mother. Oh. 
Um, <laughs> they literally call her mother. Um, mother. Guess who's back in the house? I'm saying Guess who's back yeah. in the house. <laughs> <laughs> to me, this is a movie that exists only in name, but to yeah. other people, that's not the really case. Yeah. okay. To other people, that's not the case, but you are absolutely right. This is a movie that exists only as a title. Have I seen it, Chris? I would me? bet that you probably have. We yeah. could do it for this podcast, but yeah. I don't want to do that. It's It feels like a This Had Oscar Buzz movie. 100%. She plays, like, the main character's mother in, like, flashback? I don't know if it's I don't think it's flashbacks. Yes. I haven't seen this yeah. movie. But yes, okay. Yeah. Based on a YA novel. Oh. Is but, like she... a, but like a prestige one. Yeah. But a prestige. Middlebrow YA. So not like Fault in Our Stars. Yeah, like no. more highbrow than Fault in Our Stars, more lowbrow than, you know. Higherbrow, but for fifth graders. Yes. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's funny. If you didn't say that, I actually, just knowing what I know, I wouldn't have guessed that it was YA. I'm, I mean, I think it's... No, 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 no. I'm, I'm sure you're right, but I, I truly... To me, it's like Oscar movie that... Right. Out. It's a subject matter that the Oscars go for, yes. or that we predict the Oscars to go for. Interesting. So, like, contemporary? No. No. Like, his, like, like, uh, like 19th century kind of a thing? No. Let me see. Farther not out. 19th century, but not contemporary. Okay. Yeah. So early 20th century. Yes. Uh, it's a time period that the Oscars generally like. Is it like a like a because of Win Dixie kind of a thing? <laughs> no. It's not, but <laughs> name wise, I mean it's like <laughs> might as well be. Okay. But no, I don't 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 right. think too hard about that. Yeah. Oh god, okay. I'm What I'm, are some other what are some other subject matters that the Academy uh, cynically response to yeah. World War Two. Yes. 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 So she's some soldier's mother. Why no. a World War Two? Why a World War Two? Why am I not getting this? Get get more granular on World War Two, like the Holocaust. Yes. Why a the Holocaust? Yes. And it's not the Amanda Stenberg movie where she falls in love with a Nazi. <laughs> no. Listen, I'm not saying a thing about Amanda Stenberg because no. I um, value my. Uh, uh, that's future. right. Yeah, she can't come for us by sending us a private DM. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, wait, but like, no, a private DM is an exertion of. Oh, no, 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 we're not getting No, 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 we're not getting it. We are at the hour 48 minute mark. We it's cannot. true, we can't. <laughs> we cannot. All right. Um, it is also not The Book Thief, which actually we couldn't do because that's. Oh, awesome. right, The Book Thief. Oh, is it. Um, um, oh, wait, maybe The Book Thief is the one that I'm thinking of. Um, think of think of title, title, like. Uh, <laughs> it, you know. I'm trying to think of a similar title. Um, Is it like The Boy in the Striped Pajamas? Yes. The Boy in the Striped Pajamas. <laughs> I had no idea she was in that movie. I had absolutely no idea she was in that movie. <laughs> That's very funny that, regardless, you gravitated to that immediately. <laughs> gravitated is a strong word like a for Holocaust eventually movie. I guess lumbered Boy in the Striped Pajamas? 
<laughs> I'll just throw it out there. The yeah. Boy in the wow. Spring. Incredible. Wow. All right. That was a workout. I was, uh, that was good. All right. Uh, thank you, George. For Chris, I also went down the route of former uh, Sofia Coppola stars in her movies. I went to the Virgin Suicides as uh, oh. Trip Fontaine in that movie is <sighs> Mr. Josh Hartnett with great hair in that movie. Uh, Chris, what are the known for for Josh Hartnett? The Faculty. Yes. Excellent. I was going to be really film. mad if it wasn't there. Yeah. Um, Pearl Harbor. No. Not Pearl Harbor. Interesting. Take that, Michael Bay. Based on a YA novel, Pearl, uh, Pearl Harbor. Mm. What other Josh Hartnett's? Why can't I remember a single Josh Hartnett movie? If I get one wrong, it always throws me off. Um, mm, there's other teen movies. Uh, is The Virgin Suicides there? No. Strike two. Okay. All right. So your missing ones are 2001, 2006, 2007. So Bling Ring era. Wasn't he in like a vampire movie? Indeed he was. What is the vampire movie? Is that 2007? Yes. It's like late stage Hartnett before yeah. he like kind of goes away. Yeah. What was that? There's a number in the title. Yeah. A number in the title. There's a number in the title that, like, weirdly weirdly relates to another movie he made, like, five years earlier that is not a vampire movie. It's not, like, Lucky Number Slevin. There's a... Well, okay, you accidentally just stumbled ass backwards into getting Lucky Number Slevin, so there you go. Oh! That's the 2006 (laughs) movie. One has a number and one has the word number. Uh... The word number. Oh, lucky, just numbers. Numbers. lucky number yeah, yeah, yeah. eleven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. <laughs> and the other one you're looking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right. So I'm yes, the horror um, movie has a number in the title that oddly dovetails with another Josh Hartnett movie that is not. Oh my god, before. that's right. Yeah. And then the other one was a oh, uh, forty days and forty nights is the comedy. So what's the vampire movie? Forty. No. Oh my god. 40 vampire or 30 days of night 30 days of night is the vampire movie yes all right so your 2001 movie was an oscar nominee multiple oscar nominee but like one in a pretty major spot this is 2001 yeah what was he in in 2001 oh it's black hawk down it's black hawk down he is one of the should have guessed that right many away. handsome movie stars who he's are on in... the damn poster is he the guy on the poster yeah i guess he is pretty sure that's him Yes, you're exactly right. Yep. Uh, God, everybody's in that movie, though. Jesus Christ. Um, That's one of those ones where it's just like cast as many, again, handsome young movie stars. Shave their heads, throw them in the army uniform, (laughs) and crash them in a helicopter. It's very jarhead in that way. It is very jarhead in that way. Except without a uh, Santa hat and thong. Listen, I mean... We all remember where we were. We truly like 
you can't tell me that wasn't made specifically for me God, at that stage in my talk life. Talk about what was what was the website you mentioned that was the Hollywood uh, gossip aggregator? Because like omg.yahoo.com guaranteed they had. But, but this is more dailymotion.com. Just the scene of of, of Jake Gyllenhaal in his this underwear. This is um, <laughs> Toll Road. This is uh, yes, yes, Toll yes. Road. Yes. OMG no. blog. Daily OMG Motion blog, is, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Daily Motion is, as I said to someone else recently in a recorded format, is where you go for Queerest Folk Season 2 Sex Scenes Only. I was going to say, I. <laughs> the, last time, my the last time I went to Daily Motion to watch something is like not that long ago. Like, I will still. It's a last resort, but like I will definitely go to yeah. that last resort. It's impossible to search for something, but like if you find something, it's like found gold. It's incredible. It's like a time machine. It's like walking through an actual like right, yeah. time portal and just, just like daily motion still exists and it still has <laughs> Yeah, right. You're like British queerest folk or like a reality show from like the early two thousands that just doesn't exist anywhere, including YouTube. It's great fantastic love it george thank you so much for coming back thank to us so we love you yes, i love you guys too it is it is an honor um we should and, mention uh, stradio lab is coming back from it's coming back on tuesday uh, by the time this podcast we're recording comes out, like a month in advance yeah oh great point. so but yeah so stradio lab is out please listen to our latest episode <laughs> Um, that is my podcast that I host with Sam Taggart, uh, and it's about straight culture. And each episode is about a different element of straight culture. The courage that um, you two both exhibit in taking straight culture on as directly as you do. It's heroic. It's heroic. Yeah. Um, and uh, by this time, well, I won't spoil the topics, but we, we've now been like banking them. So I know what the next two topics are going to be. You guys um, weren't kidding around with the uh, the press photos and uh and uh and imagery that you went I mean, to I this so new lost my mind i love this so much it it really like we it was the first time in our entire lives when we had i mean budget is generous but we just had some <laughs> uh, money and we were like yeah. well we're doing it yep fantastic i also have to say the earnestness bonanzas always come exactly when I fully need them. I literally I texted this to George very like, recently. I, I I genuinely needed this right now. I'm I'm that makes me very happy to hear. We are we feel very stupid when we do them, and we're like, oh god, nope. this is human. I love them, but I love them so much. Yeah, very happy. Well, with I love you guys. As you know, I mean, this is truly one of my OG OG favorite podcasts. Ah, oh, well, we love oh. you. So thank you. And that is our episode. If you guys want more This Had Oscar Buzz, uh, you can check out the Tumblr at thishadoscarbuzz.tumblr.com. You should also follow us on Twitter at had underscore Oscar underscore buzz. George, on top of Stradio Lab, tell yes. our listeners where they can find more of you. Yes, uh, at George Severis, C-I-V-E-R-I-S, on Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> That's it. And Joe, where yeah. can they find you? And I am oh, on shit. Twitter and Letterboxd at Joe Reed, Reed spelled R-E-I-D. Um, and I am running a small country for one day for all I know on Twitter and Letterboxd <laughs> at Chris V. File. That's F-E-I-L. We would like to thank Kyle Cummings for his fantastic artwork and Dave Gonzalez and Gavin Mebius for their technical guidance. Please remember to rate, like, and review us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever else you get those podcasts. Five-star review in particular really helps us out with Apple Podcast visibility, so kick it with your bitch who comes from Parisian with a nice review. That's all for this week. We hope you'll be back next week for more buzz. Hey, I can be the answer. 
I'm ready to dance when the vamp up. Then when I hit that dip, get your camera. You can see you've been that bitch shit to Tampa. In the league and that young sister beacon. The bitch who wants to compete. And I can freak fit that pump with the peep. And you know what your bitch become when her weep in. I just wanna sip that punch with your peeps in. Sit in that lunch if you're treating. Kick it with your bitch who come from Parisian. She know where to get my from in the season. Now she wanna lick my plum.